Breaking news from The Athletic. Hi, everybody. This is Arthur Staple. I'm joined by Scott Burnside from here at The Athletic with some breaking news. Not exactly earth-shattering news, but uh, the Rangers have made Alexi Lafreniere their number one overall pick, and Scott and I are here to discuss it. Uh, so, Scott, what do you think? I know it was kind of expected, but uh, now that he's a Ranger, what do you make of it? Oh, well, and Arthur, first of all, it's a treat to be on here. As you know, normally I control the microphone, so I'm, I'm giving up a bit here to for letting you take the reins, but I think it also illustrates what a huge day this is for hockey in the greater New York area, because Alexis Lafreniere is the real deal, and I, I know we say that, and it's two years in a row, right, that the first overall pick has gone to a New York area team with Jack Hughes going number one a year ago to the Devils. Uh, Islanders better catch up, my friend, better get a number <laughs> one pick in there soon. But uh, no, Lafreniere, is, 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 to me, it's just such a, a wonderful fit, right? I mean, and of course, the Rangers, by dint of their extreme good fortune getting swept in the play-in round by Carolina and then sliding into phase two of the draft lottery and having their number come up. Um, I, I really do think it accelerates the rebuild, which began a couple of years ago, um, exponentially. I, I just think when you factor in a guy, you know, the pieces that are already in place there are Temi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad coming off a breakout year. Um, we know the extension, Chris Kreider, uh, looked like he might go to free agency, but the Rangers keep him in the fold. Love that blue line. It's It's got all kinds of talent, all kinds of upside. And of course, the goaltending is, is young and emerging. Um, and I think the fact that there are that many young rising stars in a big market like New York with the Rangers and original six franchise, I think Lafreniere will get to step into a role with lots of coverage. It doesn't always happen that way. Right? It didn't really happen for Jack Hughes. Um, think about Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby or a lot of uh, the other number one picks overall, Nathan McKinnon, where there wasn't a lot of cushion or a lot of support um, necessarily. And I think that's the case in New York where he does have that kind of support. And I think that's going to be critical to for him finding a groove early on. Yeah. And do you feel like, you know, when you look at that Ranger team and they still got a lot of maneuvering to do, even with, uh, their, like you said, their incredible good ping pong ball fortune from uh, a few months ago, um, they still have a lot of maneuvering to do to get some cap relief, and they did so by buying out, uh, in part, buying out Henrik Lundqvist, probably one of their two or three best players in the history of the franchise. And right. um, they're kind of moving in this direction. And this, as you said, it, you know, it accelerates their youth movement. And there, there are a lot of other teams, including the team that I cover, the Islanders, that are kind of looking at looking at their roster and saying, "We're we're not that keen on being so young." You obviously have to be young um, these days with the flat salary cap because you want to get cheaper and, and Lafreniere, even as good as he'll be, is going to be cheap for at least a couple of years. But, uh, at what point do you say, uh, maybe too young can be an issue, especially when you're facing off against teams like the Islanders, like the Capitals, like the Penguins that are so veteran heavy and savvy in your own division? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And I, I think when you look at the Metropolitan Division, no question in my mind, it's the best division in hockey. It gets harder and harder. Uh, and your point's an excellent one because I think we've seen, you know, we saw what Tampa did in, in, in adding veteran players like a Pat Maroon, like a Kevin Shattenkirk, Zach Bogosian, Luke Shen. You go down that list. 
they have built an incredible homegrown core of talent, but it needed to be augmented and, and complemented by veteran players. Alex Kalorn's another guy who came in a few years ago and a pivotal part of that team's run to their cup in this uh, odd return to play summer fall. Um, you know, and the Rangers, I think, have been very candid about it. You know, Jeff Gordon, the GM, and John Davidson, uh, team president, it's like, listen, we're not, you know, like, don't be starting parade talk or anything like that uh, for the Rangers. But I think what this core does allow you to do then is maybe within a year or two where you start to think about, well, what kind of, you know, do we need a third line center? Is it a, uh, you know, what kind of veteran presence is important to maybe pushing us over the top? Um, well, let me ask you this of the, as they're constituted right now, where do you see the Rangers in the New York area? I mean, are, are they number two behind the Islanders? Uh, are they pushing the Isles for number one or, or do you see the devils and in, in some of the things that Tom Fitzgerald has done, you know, put them on a sort of equal footing maybe? Yeah. I mean, I think the devils, while they have some really nice pieces and they seem to have kind of, you know, put a little bit of the the ugliness of last season behind them. It feels like it was years ago that they last played since it was a long <laughs> yeah. time. But they've got Mackenzie Blackwood and Nett. They're they're seem pretty set there for a little while. They're gonna have a high pick uh in this draft tonight. And uh, you know, Nico Heeshear is a great player. Jack Hughes is gonna be a great player. I think they're they're positioning themselves to turn the corner a bit. And the Rangers are obviously a lot closer to the Islanders, but yeah, I think you have to go by a little bit of the track record these last couple of years and the Islanders you know, made it plain when Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo came in that they were built, they were trying to build a team that could withstand a long playoff run. And we just yeah. saw what that kind of team can do without without real star power, um, you know, with different guys contributing every night, kind of the, the Lou Lamarillo template going back decades. Um, so I think the Islanders are, are definitely atop the New York area hockey heap. The Rangers are coming up strong. And I think it's funny that uh, the Rangers are probably the one team that give the Islanders the most problems of the teams that the Islanders see regularly over these last couple of years. They're so fast. The Islanders aren't built to really contain a lot of good speed like that. And Lafreniere makes them even faster and and more skilled. Um, but I think is that a way that you can you can be a long you know have that long playoff run, uh, withstand what's going to be a crazy schedule with a lot of back to backs, however long the schedule can be in 2021 or just 21, since we're learning that uh, the schedule is probably not going to start until the calendar year flips. Um, so I think those are questions the Rangers have to answer right now. The Islanders, I think, are more in a mode of figuring out a way to to make the money work for some of their young guys and and keep their keep their high level of play up after uh, after a really good run. So it's it's a fun time to be a New York area hockey fan. They love to fight with each other anyway, so might as well fight about some good teams instead of fighting over bad stuff. <laughs> At the start of this last year, I, I had sort of hypothesized that, you know, we were going to see an era of hockey competition within the New York area that we might not have seen, I don't know, since early after the lockout, maybe maybe in more than two decades. Uh, and the Devils didn't get there. There was definitely, you know, the expectations exceedingly high and it and it really turned out to be a chaotic year for them. Um, I think it's going to be a real challenge for the Rangers now, especially with Lafreniere coming in and, and even more attention on that team and the high hopes going in. I think that's going to be another sort of dynamic for this team because it's always better. It's easier, I think, to play when you have 
lower or no or modest expectations. And I don't think that's the case anymore for the Rangers. And so it'll be interesting to see how that young team responds to being a team that people expect to win, if not every night, pretty much, you know, on a regular basis and be um, be a playoff team from the get-go. And I'm, I'm not sure that they are, but I, and I do think it changes the dynamics when you have those kinds of expectations. So in closing, Scott, uh, can you pro- put on your uh, wizard hat and project what you think Alexi Lafreniere's rookie season will look like? We don't even know how many games they're going to play, but, uh, <laughs> but give us an idea. Will, will he be a, a Calder Trophy finalist? Yeah, I think I mentioned to you when we started, I picked the Islanders to lose the first three rounds of the playoffs. They won. I picked them to beat Tampa in the conference final. They lose. So you know where this is headed. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do. I, I think that because Lafreniere had the late birthday, he's a more mature player. Physically, he is uh, he is a man now. And he, I think, will be able to step in in a way that maybe it was more difficult for Jack Hughes a year ago in New Jersey. So I'm going to say yes to a Calder Trophy finalist. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I think he's going to get some looks on the power play. So I think he's, you know, if you play, if you extrapolated 82, 82 games, I'd say he's in, I think he's in that 50 point range. Well, 50 points used to sound a, a lot, low, a pretty low total, but for a rookie <laughs> like that and a teenager, yeah, I, I, I'd guess 45 to 55 points. And I think uh, if he goes even higher than that, I think we're looking at a guy who might actually raise that Calder Trophy. So, uh, we want to thank you, Scott, for coming on here. Thanks, everybody, for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com newspod, where you can join for just $1 per month. Thanks, everybody.